We thank you for taking the time to listen to this teaching from Metro Church. We hope this inspiring message will empower and enrich your life. How many of you have been to the circus? Okay. So I know the circuses aren't as big anymore, but there used to be Ringling Brothers and like the massive arena and all the amazing things they do. Or you have the ones that literally just look like a tent. There's a big apple circus that we took our girls to a long time ago in New York City. And it literally, when you get up there, you're like, oh, this is it after going to Ringling Brothers. And it actually, you walk in and you're transformed into this amazing, magical atmosphere. And you walk in and when you find your seat, you're like, oh, I smell something good. And then you go and smell the popcorn and the fried dough and all the concessions and all the things that you want, and the blinking lights and what toy can I buy and what food. Um, and we just, we focus so much on that that we actually forget to say hello to the concession stand worker, right? They're standing there just waiting, and you're just, and just looking at all the amazing things that you can get. So today, I just want to talk about that circus life. We all have moments, and we've experienced the things I'll be talking about, but today, moms, I feel that you will feel this on a different level. So, like I said, in the concessions, you're trying to figure out what you want. The kids are telling you want this. Your stomach's telling you you want that. What are we going to choose? We forget to say hello to them, right? So we need to remember that the concession stand worker is a person, and we should say hello. So number one, sometimes you feel like the concession worker. Do you know what I mean, moms? Do you know what I mean when we're waking up in the morning and we're trying to go to the bathroom? And I'm hungry. What are we eating for breakfast? Can I watch TV? I need clothes. I don't have any clothes clean. What am I going to wear in my shoes? Right? Everyone wants something from you, but they don't see you. We feel unseen, and their demands are so important. And although that can be hard sometimes, we need to remember that we're graced for this moment. We're graced to be moms. We're graced to take care of our children. Whether that's motherhood or whatever else you're going through in life, whatever you're managing, we need to ask the Holy Spirit to help us because he will come right through. John 14, 16 through 17 says, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. So rather than allowing the frustrations and the depressions to set in, you need to ask God to give you that patience. Ask God to help you understand that these little ones don't really know how to make their own breakfast and you are there for them to take care of them. We need to say to those that are doing these things in our world, not just as mothers, but in our world, that we need to gently and lovingly explain to them what it is that we're feeling and how we feel unseen and underappreciated. In Proverbs 15, 1, it says, A gentle answer turns away um, wrath, but a harsh word stirs up uh, anger. So if you go up to that person really frustrated and upset that they're not listening to you and you're being unseen, they're just going to take it as you're attacking them also, and they're not going to listen to you. So you really need to just go up to them, explain how you're feeling, and then they should be ready to come back and help you unless it's a two-year-old, then you're out of luck. Number two, sometimes you feel like the juggler. And although everyone can relate at one point or another when talking about juggling multiple things, 
Again, moms, you can understand the juggles of motherhood. No one ever told us we're going to have to learn to juggle in life, right? No one ever told us that we're going to have to deal with this problem. And then while we're dealing with making dinner, we're dealing with our job and whatever is going on there that we have to fix. And then we're dealing with taking the kids to this event or that event. It gets crazy. And I feel sometimes like that clown trying to juggle and keep every pin up in the air and not dropping it. It can get really overwhelming, but we need to remember that God's always there in our time of need. Psalms 46.1 says, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. His word reminds us that through him, we can do all things, including managing our life and households. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So yes, you do all the things. You can do all the things to learn to be a master juggler. Reminding yourself that judge, juggling may be work, but it's a blessing that you asked for. It's a blessing to be able to juggle the things you have going on in your life. And it reminds you of your purpose and meaning. So when you have to bring your kids to 10 different events throughout the week, we need to remember that this is something that we asked for. And we need to remember at our job that if the demands of having to work late and having to set up this conference or whatever we have to do, that that's a blessing that we were given to have a job, you know, that we need to just remember that um, God always provides for us and that we are just so blessed to have the things that we have, you know, and don't worry if you drop something, don't beat yourself up about it. Pick yourself back up and get back to juggling the life because we're all about learning from mistakes. We all make mistakes. Life happens, and we need to not beat ourselves up about it. Pick it up. I really wanted to learn how to juggle before coming up here, but I am not good at it. Uh, we need to remember, like, with my girls, if they know I'm not perfect, and I know they're not perfect, and when we have moments where we slip up or we do something, I'm very quick to say I'm sorry to them because even though I'm a parent, it's okay to show them that I made a mistake. Because if I don't show them that I made mistakes, how are they ever going to know when they make a mistake, right? They're going to think that as a parent. They're going to think as when you become a parent, it's like, oh, I can do whatever I want. And I don't need to say I'm sorry. You know, I'm very quick to say it. And then they're very quick to say I'm sorry back if they do something. But they also forgive me. We love each other. And we also, in any relationship, need to be quick to say I'm sorry. I know that we can be hard-headed sometimes and stubborn, and I will be the first one to say that, yes, I can be very stubborn when I'm in an argument and I don't want to say sorry because I'm right, even though I'm not right, and I need to just say I'm sorry. But we need to remember that we need to say sorry, and the quicker we say sorry, the quicker we can move on, right? Having to be a mom can be hard. Some of us are the moms. Some of us are the mom and dad. We're the wife the friend, the coworker, the employee, the boss. It's a lot, but you got this, right? We need to make sure one of the things that we are juggling refreshes us and restores us and makes us happy. Not always just doing work and life and never having fun. I just recently went to a paint night. I don't know how many of you do these things, but I like to think that I'm a really great artist because both my daughters are like really great artists. So I figured maybe, maybe I have it in me. And so I went to this paint night and I don't know who gets like testers anxiety. It's not really anxiety, but you like you freak out. So I get that. And then, so when I went to the paint night, I was like, 
okay, I could use perfect. So they have all these brushes, but I feel like their brushes are like perfect because anyone else who goes to these paint nights know that when you pull the brush out of the water, it's like this and it's not straight. And then they have these like perfect lines and then yours look like little like chubby people running up mountains <laughs> instead of trees, which what my picture was. And some of the other people I was with, some it looked like a foot, looked like a watermelon. It was this mountain and you had these like coves, but the pink was in the water with dots. So it just looked like a watermelon. But anyway, so you do the layers. So you do the first layer and then the next. And then you're literally like, for me, I'm like, I have to do exactly right. So I did it exactly the same way. And I had this like cloud. And I'm like, how does this make sense? And the other people I were with, all of us did the same thing. Where she was just going very lightly. We all did these dark, dark marks because we're trying to make it look exactly. And then she like made it all perfect and all that to say it was the most awful picture. It's in my living room, but I had fun and I laughed and I was able to make fun of myself and my picture in a good way. And I recommend doing a paint night at least once in your life to, to experience that. Um, go out with your friends, go see the ocean, go to Target with a coffee by yourself. I don't know what it is about Target, but every date, day or night or anything that Chad and I have, we end up at Target with a coffee. And sometimes you leave with stuff that like, what's in the air? There's something in the air at Target that when you're there, that end cap just sucks you in. It's like, I need this, 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 and this. And sometimes you don't even get what you want for. So find time to refresh yourself and enjoy life because it's worth it. Take time to do things that make you healthy and happy and give you peace. John 3, 1 through 2. Dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you're as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. Be healthy. Find things that refresh you. Moms, I just want to say real quick, moms of littles, it's okay to do your hair. It's okay to take a shower. Throw on some lipstick, put on a cute shirt, and I promise you, you're going to feel so much better. I understand the early stages are hard and you don't have to get dolled up, but don't lose who you are, your identity, because you're a mom, because that's what TV in the world says. You can still be comfortable in who you are. So number three, sometimes you feel like the bearded lady. And I know that sounds really funny, but the reality is we all have days when we don't see ourselves accurately. We are tired and critical of ourselves, struggling with our self-image, and losing our patience with our little ones or not-so-little ones. And if we aren't careful, we can turn into the mean ogre mom, not Shrek's beautiful wife, Fiona. We need to remember that our little ones are little, and the patient's needs to be strong. James 1, 19 through 20 says, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. So what you say matters. What you see and think produces what you say. I've experienced many times thinking terrible things about myself or being an angry and thinking things in my head and then it just comes out of my mouth or it may not come out of my mouth, it may come out of my attitude. And when I don't feel good about myself, all the people around me can feel that. 
We don't have a healthy self-image when we take out our insecurities or personal frustrations on others, including our families, and it doesn't end pretty. We need to work on seeing ourselves the way God sees us so that our kids see the happy and healthy mom, not the bearded lady. I know that if you talk bad about yourself and the way you look, whether it be in front of your kids, in front of your spouse, in front of your friends, people are going to start seeing you the way that you start saying you are. You know, your kids are going to start picking themselves apart. If you sit there constantly and talk about your thighs or the dimples on your face or your hair, whatever it is, they're going to start picking those things up and then they're going to start doing it, not even realizing they're doing it until it's too late and it's stuck in their head. You know, one thing, like, I used to struggle with a lot of um, negative body image, and I would used to tell Chad, like, oh, I'm so fat, oh, I'm so ugly, and he'd be like, can you stop saying that about the person I love? Can you stop saying that? Because it's starting to affect me. And so, just because you think it's only affecting you, it's affecting everyone around you. Same thing with saying that you're stupid, or you're not smart enough, or you're not good enough. You are good enough, and you are smart enough, and you need to continue to build up all the securities from God in you. We've heard the scripture, but don't know it full well. Psalms 139, 13 through 14. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, and I know that full well. It's one thing to read that or hear it, but it's another to actually know that. That takes a renewing of your mind. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. The only way to not conform to the pattern of this world is to create a new pattern, a different pattern in your life, different way of thinking, different way of speaking, different way of acting. You know, our daughter Riley is very quick to memorize songs. And at a very young age, we realized, you know, we didn't listen to bad music, but music's on in the radio. And then you realize, like, wow, she's heard that song twice. And like, oh, we cannot listen to that song anymore because of what she is singing. Um, But because she can hear patterns, she can catch these songs. And so we need to remember that if we turn down what the world says and begin to listen to God's pattern over our life, we will see the way he sees because we have memorized his word about us, not the words worlds. So that's why getting the Bible in you and getting his words and his promises and finding key scriptures to keep you going, having those words in your mind is going to help you in those times when you don't want to say those words about yourself. Number four, sometimes you feel like the lion tamer. There are times when we need the lion's boldness, but there are other times when you need to be sure it doesn't control us. We have to get better at taming the lion within. And I used to have a big lion inside of me. There are so many mind games going on up in our brain. We have to be careful we don't allow the anger and negativity going on in our head to make it to our heart. So I was like, super anger issues. Thank you, Jesus. I've overcome that. But very, very intense anger issues growing up and I just remember like okay once I started to overcome saying things out loud and showing my anger I would just do it in my head so then I would start saying things in my head and maybe saying things about somebody I'm talking to or whatever I'm doing or just say really bad things to myself 
thinking that because I'm not outwardly doing it, that I'm doing something good, and it actually just made it so much worse because all that tension and stuff that was going on in my head, it wasn't being released, and it actually caused a lot more problems for me. So we need to remember that when we're upset to not allow those words, it feels good in the moment until it doesn't feel good anymore. Ephesians 4.26, and don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. When we don't tame the lion within, we give the devil a foothold in our lives and in our house and in our workplace and in our kids. When we tame the lion, it allows us to enjoy the strength and tenacity of the lion without the bad parts. Because lions are really cool. Only the good parts. We will need the boldness of the lion plenty of times in our life. In fact, the Bible tells us in Proverbs 28.1, The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. Lions aren't afraid. They have peace in the chaos, and we need to have peace in our chaos. Let's enjoy the benefits by taming the lion within. And if you don't, it may be the lion you're creating, the lion in you that is creating the chaos in your house. We need to just remember to allow God's peace to reign, that even in your worst moment, the worst chaotic thing that could be happening in your house, it's okay, you're going to get through it, and it's worth it. Number five, embrace your call to be the ringmaster. From the very beginning, God told Adam and Eve to be the ringleaders and to reproduce and to create that circus and tame the lions and maintain the earth. Genesis 1.28 says, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful increase, and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Nowadays, we are still called to be the ringleaders of our children in our homes, right? Moms and dads working together to establish a friendly eco um, place with nurturing and encouraging health and growth. Parents need to work together if you have both parents in the house. How do we do that? One way is be sharing of this, that mom and dad, you are called to lead, to rear, and guide your household. Do not give the ringmaster to your children. Don't give them your top hat and the baton and allow them to tell you when they're going to bed. Allow them to tell you what they're doing. Allow them to tell you they're not going to school. Allow them to tell you anything. You are the one that is called to lead and guide them. Proverbs 22, 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Raising up your children well will be one of the most important things you do in this world. Take your time. Take a breather. Don't kill them. (laughs) Teach them. Guide them and help them to know how beautiful they are, how amazing they are, how loved they are. Build them up with words because that's what they need. Some of us didn't have those words growing up, and it can show in our everyday life. But just because you didn't have it growing up doesn't mean that you can't have it now. Doesn't mean that you can't read God's word and know, like, he's saying this to me. It's not just a word that was written so long ago that was not meant for you. It was meant for you. God loves you, and you need to remember his words are so real and so true for you. Apply them to your daily life to be the best you can be, because you're going to have to bring some sanity to your circus, right? Whether that's in the workforce, whether that's at home, God loves you, and he just needs you to hear him. Take time. We're not that busy. 
we always say we don't have enough time in the day. If we had enough time in the day to do this, you have time to be with God. It's a choice, and you're just choosing not to. <clears throat> Keep your composure when the circus goes a bit sideways. Life happens. When life, things happen in your family, you know, my, my dad passed away in August, and it was a whirlwind between that and my brother in the hospital. But I had to maintain composure in my house and keep the chaos out for the sake of my kids, for the sake of my family. And you know what? God's good, and God provided, and God gave that peace, and God still is giving that peace. Doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. Doesn't mean it's not frustrating. But it means that God is with you through this process. No matter what chaos may be going on in your life right now, he's got you, and he loves you, and he loves your kids. Even if you feel like your kids don't love you right now, your kids love you. Even if you're in the teenage years or maybe your kids are grown up but just not nearby, they love you, and God loves you. Teach your kids to trust God when they don't understand and to pray about everything big or small. Pray about everything with them. Teach them that this is who you go to, that God is what you need. Because any time I've ever seen or talk to anybody that's gone through something, it's literally God is what got them through it. Any story I hear of somebody who's depressed, somebody who went through this, somebody who's just went through a terrible divorce, as long as they keep God the center, we have always seen God come through, and it may not be the way that we want it. It may be a little different, but God always comes through. God always shows up. And you know, for parents that maybe your kids are still teenagers, but they're not necessarily going in the right direction, it's not too late to rein them back in. Bring them back into that circus life and teach them, you know, hey, I messed up, but this is what we're going to do moving forward. God is so good, and he loves your kids, and he loves you. And with God, you got this, right? With God, you can do anything. So I just want to take a minute and pray for all the moms in the house. Um, Just close your eyes. God, we love you. We thank you that we get to honor our mothers on Mother's Day. I thank you for all the moms in here that um, are just having the starting out of motherhood. I pray that you would give them the patience and the strength to get through those sleepless nights. I pray for all the moms that have kids that are older and that you would also give them patience and just understanding and help them to speak to their kids the way that they need to be spoken to. I pray for the ones that their moms are in heaven now, that they had an amazing life with their mom. I pray that those memories would go on forever. I pray that they would feel their mom in the memories and the things that they do today. And I pray for those that lost their babies, whether through miscarriage or in other way. I pray that you would touch those mothers today and knowing that this is still a good day. That Mother's Day doesn't have to be bad. Mother's Day doesn't have to be sad. It can still be an amazing day remembering their babies and being honored. I pray for refreshing in every mom in this house. I pray for a wonderful self-image that those thoughts would leave and that they would go on to just live blessed lives. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you've enjoyed this teaching from Metro Church.